0: This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for the 32nd Sunday of the year, the 12th of November. This weekend our nation focuses, as it does every year at this time, on our glorious dead. We recall on the 11th day of the 11th month all those who sacrificed their lives in war. And it's good that we rehearse their memory each year in this way. But there is more to it for Catholics, because we call to mind all our beloved departed ones, the Holy Souls. Everything that the Church does around this time of year mimics nature. The days are getting shorter, the leaves are falling from the trees, the skies are heavy. We sense that nature is dying, except we know it isn't. It's simply renewing itself. This is why November is so associated with the truths of our faith that we call the last things and the church lists them as death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Most of the teaching of Jesus is concerned about these truths because ultimately there is only one important truth that we should concern ourselves with, our eternal destiny and our readiness for it. Typically in Christian art, the final judgment has been depicted as a scene of great activity, swirling bodies and angels sounding their trumpets, Just think of Michelangelo's last judgment fresco in the Sistine Chapel. But of course there is biblical precedent for this. It's imagery from the book of the Apocalypse and it's in the second reading of the Mass this weekend. In fact, St Paul's letter to the Thessalonians is the oldest Christian texts we have, written by Paul quite some years even before the Gospels themselves in around the year 50. So what we see is that from the very first days of christianity our brothers and sisters were concerned with the end so paul says we want you to be quite certain brothers about those who have died to make sure that you grieve do not grieve about them like the other people who have no hope but what is the one question that we don't really want to face up to that we don't want to think about well it's death and what happens at death and after death What struck St Paul and all those around him was the fact that the resurrection of Jesus had changed everything. In Jesus, who is God, someone who died has come back to life and finally overcome what has been the ancient curse of man. Death is no longer a curse, but something filled with hope. And let's be honest, the reality of death is going to face every single one of us sitting here today. And the majority of us have probably already experienced death secondhand through the death of someone we love, always close to us. And death means that the world as we know it will end. The lights will go out. Everything will come to a close. But when will the world as we know it end? We don't know. Jesus says that not even the Son or the angels know. Only the Father. So it's idle for us to speculate a bit about speculate about that. But we all know that our world, as far as we're concerned, will come to an end at death. So what should we do? We should look and listen. We should stay vigilant and alert so that we see these things. However, most of us spend most of our time diverting our things from this great question. Our sports, our leisure, our business, our interests. All that we do for fun. For the most part, these are diversions from this fact. We don't want to face the inevitable, the most unpleasant question. So we do this and that to create diversions from it. Saint Benedict said in his rule for monks, hold before your eyes every day your own death. And there was a custom in monasteries until relatively recent times that monks were encouraged to dig a small part of their own grave every day. Is that morbid? No, rather, It's looking seriously and honestly at this question. The antidote is given to us by Jesus in the Gospel with the five wise and five foolish bridesmaids. It was a snapshot of life from the time of Jesus when those wedding celebrations would go on for days. According to the custom of that time, the bridesmaids had to escort the groom from his home to that of the betrothed and bring her back to his place because in those days the attention was on the groom, and not as it is nowadays, on the bride. The analogy should be clear to us. Jesus is the bridegroom. The church is the bride. We are waiting so that he might draw us into the great celebration of heaven. That will happen at our death, when the bridegroom comes for each one of us. And our task is to be vigilant and to be ready, not diverted into drowsiness, but to be watching and ready. We don't know when he will come it could be today or next week or in 10 years time I don't know but the key is to be ready so that when he comes I'm prepared and what does it mean to concretely have oil in our lamps to be ready to be looking at the fact of our own death and the end of the world well first of all it means to be a person of regular and steady prayer being in contact with God and in constant contact with him and his life. Secondly, stay close to the Sacrament of Reconciliation Confession. Nothing prepares us better for eternal life than the constant stop-taking of our life and the inner purification that goes with this sacrament. Not in an obsessive way, but regularly bringing our sins before the Lord and seeking his forgiveness. We can't wait until the last minute, to do what we should have been doing throughout our entire lives. And thirdly, don't let grudges and resentments fester. Keep the deep and important relationships we have in good repair. Do we have some grudge or some lack of forgiveness? Then deal with it. How many people on their deathbed, as the end is coming close, deeply regret the fact that they let so many relationships fall, So keep them in good shape. And don't be like the emperor Caligula, who, when laid dying, was asked if he forgave his enemies, to which he replied, all my enemies are dead. No, rather, let us be known as people of deep reconciliation and forgiveness. The last one is like being a good Benedictine, Keep a concrete reminder close at hand to remind us of the end, some small token, a picture, something tangible. And this way we keep ourselves vigilant and prepared, with oil in our lamps and ready for the Lord when he comes. The obvious thing would be a rosary. The rosary is a good memento mori, a reminder of death. If we say the rosary daily, then we will have prayed the words, now and at the hour of our death, 50 times every day at least. And she, Mary, to whom this petition is repeatedly addressed, will be there to assist us in that gentle journey from this life to the next with her mother's prayers. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, graciously keep us from all adversity so that unhindered in mind and body alike, we may pursue in freedom of heart the things that are yours. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.